0: You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. You're about to listen to an episode where we talk about hunting, so you might be interested in my free guide on how to get started in deer hunting in Ireland. To get it, go to deerhunting.ie or click on the link in the show notes. From this guide, you will learn how to get a deer hunting license, obtain a firearm certificate and get permission to hunt deer on a chosen piece of land. Everything is explained in simple language and in easy to follow steps. Get my free guide on how to get started in deer hunting in Ireland. Simply go to deerhunting.ie or click on the link in the show notes. Welcome everybody to Tommy's Outdoors number 9 with big smile on my face because as you can hear we have intro music. Intro music provided to us kindly by 4 that's number 4 design.com and uh, these guys are making unique pennants and personalized cards and cake toppers and the like so go ahead and check their website it's for you we design.com also also i would like to thank mike duggan from mike duggan firearms one of our guests Um, mike duggan's firearms is a a gun shop uh, and really also shop for stalkers um, where you can buy rifles and all the accessories and gun cleaning products uh, gun safes Um, ammunition as well as other stuff uh, for hunters and stalkers like knives and the likes Um, the shop is uh, located in Killarney, County Kerry in the Republic of Ireland I would like also thank Swarovski Optics and Paul Innes from Swarovski Optics just take a controversial bit out of that the podcast is not sponsored by Swarovski Optics but I'm kind of name-dropping them, because it sounds nice. And also Paul was uh, my second guest on today's podcast, uh, which was recorded after Swarovski Optics Open Days, uh, which uh, were organized by Mike Dugan, And um, we had an opportunity to try and see and try and look and touch and play with the whole variety of... um, Swarovski Optics, uh, binoculars, rifle scopes, spotting scopes, uh, camera lenses, photo camera lenses, also phone adapters, tripods, you name it. If it had a Swarovski Optics logo on it, it was there, Uh, and we could go ahead and try it out. And so I took these two guys, and after... After they, uh, maybe not I took these two guys, but they kindly agreed to uh, be my guests on the podcast. And so after the open day was finished, I uh, we get in the car and essentially we recorded a short podcast uh, in a car. So I hope you don't mind noises uh, coming from here and there. Uh, The quality of sound is as as good as you can get uh, recording in the car. Um, nevertheless, I think it's very interesting podcast, uh, a lot of information. So without further ado, uh, Mike Duggan and Paul Innes. All right. I'm here with two gentlemen, uh, after Swarovski open day. Um, maybe guys, you introduce yourself.
1: Um, I'm Mike Duggan from Mike Duggan
2: Firearms Hi and I'm uh, Paul Innes here from Swarovski UK uh, Optics Division uh, I'm based in Scotland and I'm over here in Ireland uh, Ireland's my uh, area as well and I'm here helping out Mike Duggan um, from Killarney for um, a range day um, Yeah, it's been a good day
0: Yeah, it was a fantastic day and uh, I, I knew from Mike that we doing that you guys doing that we had an opportunity to look at uh like immense amount and 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 wide range of Swarovski optics, spotting scopes, uh sc- rifle scopes, um binoculars, rangefinders. What was the like a biggest uh, in, what what was the biggest interest in, in in which
2: Yeah, in Swarovski ourselves we launched um last uh, March 2017 the new uh, Swarovski DS which is a gun sight with um Rangefinder built into it, um, it was uh, available to the market July 2017, so this is the first time I think Mike uh, has kind of, sort of shown it to all his sort of regular customers and what have you, so I would say there was quite a lot of interest in that in particular. Um, always at these range days as well, the, the spotting scopes go down well as well, um, just obviously show the guys with a sort of high magnification spotting scope um, what it's capable of doing yeah. over these sort of long distances. Um, one of the spotting scopes is capable of uh, giving you a magnification up to sixty or seventy times magnification compared to yeah. a standard pair of binoculars, that's, which is does that, when, yeah, when you look at exactly them. yeah compared to eight or ten magnification. Guys,
0: you know. so on a spotting scope, straight or angled?
1: Um, definitely, definitely angled. Ang- angled without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, I think just for ease of viewing, um, it's much easier to to focus your eye on it. Your your neck isn't as much strain. You can keep the scope lower. Um, uh, you can look through it for much longer without any major problems. Whereas with straight, you have to bend your legs down a lot and force your head upwards to look. Uh, it's just more comfortable, I think, anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. And and does does that reflect the 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 sales of in the in the range of the scopes?
2: Yeah, I mean sales. I would imagine Mike. I think Mike. Probably has sold nothing but angled, yeah. spot and scopes. Yeah, Us yeah, as a yeah. company, we probably sell in the UK. I would say UK and Ireland, maybe around about maybe seventy percent are angled, thirty percent right. straight. Yeah.
0: Right. So what? Are, so what? If any are benefits of uh, straight scope? Uh, the benefit
2: is maybe for maybe somebody that's going to maybe mo- using it more for maybe um, bird observation. They may use it in a hide. And often in a hide, they maybe have a clamp that's actually at eye level. So with the the straight, they can kind of get it up to eye level. But reiterating what Mike's saying as well, I personally myself, I think the angle's better. It's more comfortable just to kind of look down into it. Um, A lot of people are using it for digiscoping these days as well. So um, if they're attaching their camera to it, um, Mm -hmm. some people tend to find it's a little bit foreign when they attach the camera on it at an angle. Yeah. But it's going on straight, it's more like having a lens on the front of your camera. Yeah. So again a lot of people maybe go for it with straight when they're using it maybe for digiscoping with and particularly using a camera.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you show the adapters that you can use your phone and you attach a phone yeah. Yeah. into yeah. the into the scope and, and that's 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 this, right,
2: yeah. That, We've got cool iPhone adapters book. as well, which will obviously hook up to any of the Sorosco equipment, including the binoculars and mm. in particular. The telescopes. I mean, today when we were on the range, the guys were shooting at the gongs at 300 meters, and se- several of the guys were around the, the the iPhone while the guys were taking the shot at yes. the 300 gongs, and they were obviously all looking at the impact point on the on the phone whilst it was connected to the to the scope. Yeah, So right, that's right. quite fun.
0: So, so you mentioned bird watching. So, um, <clears throat> question I have is. Is is Swarovski Optics focuses on on stalkers as a market or stalkers and and bird watching because we obviously we had a we had a quick chat earlier on, and we were talking about the marine uh, binoculars. So there's not really uh, anything specific for marine uh, optics. Not, no, no. I mean, so no. is the target audience mainly stalkers and tactical shooters in the hunting market? I mean, we have
2: we have three sectors to be honest. We have the hunting market, which can be hunting, stalking, a long-range target. Uh, It can be woodland stalk. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be guys that are going to be foxing. But then we have birding, the birding fraternity, um, and for nature observation, mm-hmm. which is obviously very important as well. Um, and then we have a middle market as well, which is um, it's like tra- travel and leisure, which yeah. is the kind of sort of people that are kind of in between that don't do hunting and are not maybe into nature. They maybe going a nice trip abroad, and, and mm-hmm. maybe use the the their optics, binocular, from maybe going out for a walk,
0: their hill walking, right, uh, or travelling aspects. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 So we had a, a opportunity to look at a wide range of, of uh, optics with built-in rangefinders. Yeah. And so my question is, would you prefer rangefinder built into the rifle scope or binoculars? What do you think? Is-
2: I again, I think it's down to the, the individual, really. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. They've both got their places, really. Because uh, a binocular with a rangefinder, you can take out for a walk. Yeah. and use the rangefinder, it's quite a handy tool to actually even just for using for leisure use, not necessarily mm-hmm. hunting, mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the the DS, which is the, the, the gun sight with the rangefinder, you couldn't really take that out for a walk, but it has its place as well in the hunting, mm-hmm. when you're out hunting it's a f- very, very handy tool. Uh, might like? yeah. Um
1: I suppose the only thing I, I could add to that is uh, from the safety point of view, um, estimating the range of an animal and maybe pointing a, a firearm, that you don't intend to shoot at is not always the best thing to do. Whereas, mm. if you can identify your animal and its distance with a range-finding binocular, mm. then switch to the rifle and take your shot. Or, or if, if, but again, having the range finder built into the scope is also so handy because your bullet drop compensation and you know your distance. Um It helps in everywhere. But for safety, the binocular with the range finder is definitely yeah, the way to go. Yeah.
0: So, is there any reason or any advantage of having a range finder? As a separate unit, as a separate device, uh, not built into any of the of the other optics.
1: Uh, I think more and more the rangefinders are starting to phase out a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, most guys tend to buy a binocular and a rangefinder because they realise they need both. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, they figure out that you know if I can get the binocular with the rangefinder, it's one less thing to carry, mm-hmm. one less thing to lose when I'm out on the hill. Um, less gadgetry, less batteries to be thinking about. So for me and I, can see more people going with the rangefinder binocular and selling off the rangefinders. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm the one who is carrying rangefinder and binoculars. And yeah. I, I yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have two yeah. things. Yeah, and they're hanging around. Yeah. and and, yeah. Then yeah. You're, and you're, it's you're. more to lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, listen, I have a question about um, Swarovski because. What I noticed, like, usually there are people who prefer different brands and they're all this. With Swarovski, what I find different that even people who are prefer other brands, when mentioned Swarovski, is like, yeah, that's the top of the range. That's the, that's the best, right? There's no question. So so there's a lot of conversation about the uh, equipment. It's like, yeah, you know, the price and price to quality, yada, 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 yada. But... If you want the absolutely best of the best, that's Swarovski. How how the company achieved that that status and, and how how they build up to that to that point?
2: Yeah, I think it's maybe part of the complete package you could almost call it because it's the the brand, it's uh, the product, uh, it's the technology that's in it, it's the development of it. Uh, as a company, we don't sit still. We're constantly trying to upgrade and improve. Um, another aspect to consider as well, which we are, I would say, number one. Don't quote me on that. Mm. Is uh, just reliability and mm. after sales as well. Yeah. Um. That's a lot of guys talk about, it, don't they, Mike? It's just after oh, sales. There's, isn't there's, it? there's
1: no doubt the backup service and the after sales services. We're doubt really the best in the industry. Mm. Um, I've sent countless numbers of units back, and uh, there's backup service they come back. Guy, guys, send back binoculars that have been well used and they don't even think they're the same units they come back when they come back they're so well repaired and so well finished right. so they, they, you, you won't get that anywhere else there's no yeah. doubt
2: and it's not necessarily like Mike's saying there it's come back it, it, sometimes it's free of charge sometimes it's a charge but it, you know it's not. It's it's cheaper to get it revamped and it, as Mike's saying there it comes back like brand new and right. they may have to spend two or three hundred euros on it but I mean sometimes as I say it does come back free of charge yeah. but that is certainly one of the the key features with yeah. us is our so, backup service. So
0: it's it's not it's not like you're that that you're trying to say that in the long run you're really not paying that much as you would imagine on the on the initial uh, purchase price correct. because then everything yeah. that goes after you have that yeah. that unit for many many years to That's come. Correct.
2: Yeah, they almost say I think there's a saying as well. You buy into Swarovski, kind of you're buying into it for life. Once you've got it, you ain't gonna move. You know, sideways or mm-hmm. or backwards, you're you're going to stick the Swarovski, and I mean, I, I've got stories there again. Mike will back me up on this that you know some guys there maybe have had a, a set of Swarovskis for ten, fifteen years, and then they trade them in, mm-hmm. and they maybe end up even as a trader, and getting the same. Amount of money that they maybe spent 10 15 That's years right. ago um right. it, there's nothing that kind of holds it so not
0: no depreciate exactly
2: the, it's not so sort of the the backside, as we would say is not falling out of the yeah. sort of price of it it holds right. its value and there's a very second hand michael back me up he's he's on the front line there's a very second hand you know point second hand market isn't there michael? Oh,
1: absolutely i mean i have never an really issue taking second hand swarovski because you're guaranteed to sell it in fact most of the time i'm asked Would you have second hand? And I don't because it goes out so quick Um, and a lot of people, the funny thing is they have lesser quality optics and they always say to me that once you go to Swarovski, you can never go back because anything else you'll ever get won't be as good and you'll never settle for anything else. So once you bring yourself up to Swarovski, that's what you're going to have for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. yeah. You mentioned the development. So how much is still left to do yeah. in 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 the in the industry <laughs> can't, can't because, tell you that <laughs> yeah but I, I suppose the question comes from uh for for the you know regular guys like okay you have yeah. a very good glass and then you fill the 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 tube of the of the uh, binoculars or or scope with the gas and you know argon or whatever else so what what you know what those development units are doing so do you think that there is there's still a lot to do in- i think
2: i think there is yeah i mean us as a company as i say we're not standing still and i would mm. say that the the future's bright really and you know mm. it's you you know there's, there's development you know currently going on and you know for years to come and yeah. as a company we just can't sit still you've got to kind of be looking at the kind of next level yeah and beyond you know i mean yeah
0: so if you can imagine top of the range swarovski binoculars 20 years from now. Yeah. what they what do you expect them in which areas they would they would be much better than the than the units that they buy today.
2: Yeah, it's it's difficult to answer that to be honest because you know we're at the kind of sort of the the, the cream of sort of optics mm. as we stand. So I mean the mind boggles really to think where you can actually go from here but yeah we said that 10 15 years ago you know where you know where can you go from here but now another 10 15 years on we're seeing the developments coming through so you know it's like everything you just the mind boggles really and you yeah. just you've got sort of technology and development just run its course and
1: patience yeah. you know let, yeah. be patient with it and yeah, yeah. we'll be
2: sitting having this conversation if, in 10 if, years time and if, if
1: you think back 20 years ago who who would have thought that there would be a scope that they would figure out all the bullets up yeah. for you yeah and it wasn't even dreamed of. That
0: so you link with your phone, you Bluetooth yeah. okay. your phone,
2: so. and put the information okay. in that, okay. yeah. So, okay.
0: so, so, so what? Where I was, I suppose, where I'm heading at is there is at the moment there is not one area where you can say like, well, this is really area where we can can improve going forward.
2: Yeah, I think there's always room for improvement. It's okay. got to be. It's okay. got to be. But it, you get to a level and you think, how can it be done? But mm-hmm. are my my clever. Colleagues mm-hmm. um, in Austria will obviously, um, how would you say, um, prove us wrong? Really, yeah. you know, it's yeah. um, they're at the forefront of development and they're the best in the world. Really, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the team out there are the, the the best you can get. You know, it's the mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah. the the creme de la creme, as we say yeah. in Scotland. So, right. um, yeah, leave it to them and let them kind of develop it and take the development forward. I would say, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's there's definitely there are going to be things coming out no doubt in the future because if we just sat still you know we'd all go out of business
0: absolutely listen so now one of the maybe simpler question the question that many many of the listeners who are starting their um adventure into hunting and and optics will will ask and there's a question i had would you for for stalking like we have in Ireland, would you choose eight by or ten by binoculars I'll let Mike go for
1: that. On you go, Mike. Well, um, if you're a deer stalker mm. and you're preliminary hunting early morning and late evening, if you're doing a s- seek a deer, mm. um, they're nocturnal animal, you're going to get an hour in the morning, maybe half an hour in the evening. Definitely eight hours is the way to go because you want mm. maximum light transmission. Mm. Um, long distance isn't that necessary. Yeah. Uh, the cover in Ireland means you'll be looking closer distances. So definitely for low light, uh, seek a deer hunting in Ireland Eight power is the way to go. Yeah. But if you're a hunter who's hunting in the Wicklow Mountains where you're stock, or Donegal, where there's maybe red deer across a hill, mm-hmm. um, maybe the 10 power binoculars is the way to go for the distance. Yeah. Red deer and so nocturnal, that you can shoot them in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, so the higher magnification binoculars would be an advantage then. Yeah.
0: I'll be honest with you. I, I It was a unique opportunity today to take a binoculars, 8x, 10x, 12x, and compare directly on that there is not that much difference at least to my eye between 8 and 10 between 12 and 8 there is there is much more difference would you would you would you agree with that or would you say that i'm just not not sophisticated no, I, enough enough? I i
1: i think you're right um during the, in the in the bright hours of the day 8 to 10 it's it's almost impossible to see any difference hmm. coming on for dark maybe the last 10-15 minutes as the light really starts to go down, the the lower powered binoculars, which allow more light, you'll see the advantage then. But for daylight you use, 8 to 10, uh, no difference. 12 power, you know, a lot of it can be, it's harder to hold them steady. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you, 12, 12x binoculars, you make more mag, more shakes in the magnification. Yes. So um, that can of, often, people say, you know, they're not as bright, but it's just to hold it steady. But you know, without, without a doubt, eight power is the way to go for for general use. Around. For general use, yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: I I have an eight power, and the reason I I choose an eight power is because I'm often out at sea angling, and and again because of the stability. Yeah. Like eight yeah. power is really too much for 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 sea, but it's, it's
2: more comfortable to use. It is. Yeah, I think that's key. Yeah.
0: with a 12 magnification
2: or above, it's more difficult to sort of yeah. manage really. And yeah. the more you try to manage it, the more difficult it gets to use, and you the more you the harder you try it seems to even emphasize the shape that a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So, um, with the higher magnification, yeah. That's gotcha. um gotcha. gotcha. It's gotcha. okay, but as Mike's saying I would just reiterate what you said there, I would agree, yeah, uh, what you said about
0: the eights and the tens comparing them Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if if anyone wants to um look at the range of uh Swarovski optics, uh, is very encouraged by our podcast. What's uh, what's the best way, where is the best way to go and Oh. what they should do who should they call
1: call, call Mike Token Firearms come, I can come on Mike whatever they want to be seen I can arrange it all have the range there and they can see whatever they want yeah, to see
0: yeah that, and and from my experience I'm obviously buying at, at Mike's shop as well it's a it's a great great place and very very convenient opening hours so you don't have to you know take a day off or anything you can you can uh, Drive down after work because you open late, That's right. and uh, you have a range of guns and and all the bits and bobs for stockings, uh, gun safes, uh, gun cleaning products, uh, and ammunition and all that. So so, and uh, and obviously Mike also you 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 have a full range of Swarovski optics as well. Yeah,
1: it's all there: the scopes and binoculars, are all there to be seen. Uh, EL, EL range finder and the SLC range mm-hmm. and the CL, CL pocket I I have the whole that there So, okay. yep. All right. I think again a key, a key as well Mike
2: just to reiterate Mike obviously is offering that bit of service as well that's key, he's, he's on the ball with his service and again that's going back to the same sort of Ethos that Swarovski have, Mike's mm-hmm. re- replicating that. I would say with any store, he's 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 offering the same kind of sort of backup and mm-hmm. you know sort of face to face. And if you've yeah. got any issues or that, and even technical questions, not with hunting aspects, not Mike's your man to sure, answer that. Sure. And, give us say, give us maybe
0: one of those stories about customer customer support. A uh,
2: customer support, gosh. Um, I you know, pro- sort of sort yeah. of, uh, sort of uh, my binoculars
0: burnt inside my yeah, car when okay. you replaced um,
2: it. Actually, probably back about when I was actually involved in retail, before I was working for Swarovski, I sold Swarovski kit. And I remember a guy coming into the store that I uh, managed, and he was from Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. and he was a ranger in one of the parks in Zimbabwe. Oh. And he gave me a pair of Swarovski rubber armoured, and it looked like... It, pretty much looked like it would be mauled by a tiger. Oh. And, uh, sorry, tiger, a lion I meant to say there, sorry. Yeah. Um, and um, he left it with me with the thought that we would be obviously being back in touch with him with a chargeable repair. Mm-hmm. And to his delight, it came back to us and we shipped it out to Zimbabwe and uh, free of charge. Wow. Well. And he sent us a nice letter and uh, said that uh, this was before, obviously, before the days of email, etc. Mm-hmm. So we got a letter and just saying he was so shocked that obviously the product came back. He thought it was a brand new pair, but not. It was as Mike said earlier on. He yeah. he had that similar experience, but it came back and it was like brand new condition. Yeah. So and is
0: that the level of service that any cost any Swarovski customer? Uh, can we, expect uh, i think
2: within reason it is yes i mean depending on misuse and that you have to watch mm. with that if mm-hmm. it's been kicked about the street or it's fallen yeah, yeah, off yeah, the yeah. car which again that's another scenario that can happen people put them on the top of the car and drive off and it bounces yeah. down the road you know I'm not saying that would be free of charge but we would certainly it would be put back to you know yeah. brand new condition you're, you're, you're take yeah, care of it completely completely right, it's right. there yeah definitely
0: all right gentlemen any any concluding thoughts
1: Mike? Um, no, just uh, we had a great day. Uh, there was a great turnout, very enjoyable. Everybody had a good time, I think, Yeah. Uh, seeing all the products and um, come, come and purchase Swarovski Optics. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I,
2: say, I think, again, the, just the feedback, again, just from the guys that were here today, this is something that's not really happened down this area before. It's nice, as you said yourself, Toby, mm-hmm. um, that it's nice to see all the kit. Um, on display. Um but uh like I say it's just something a little bit different that maybe hasn't happened down this area before. And we were discussing earlier on we would like to think we would probably do this again maybe you know, maybe in the summertime it's been a little bit cold today, but maybe even in the summer we're doing a summer's evening and um Michael obviously um advertise it on his um Facebook page. Yes. Which I'm sure you could potentially follow or whatever and keep your eye on that to see maybe when the next uh, range day and it'd be nice to see maybe some yeah, other people yeah. coming along on that so yeah
0: and, and and obviously i think that the next time there's going to be announcement on tommy's outdoors webpage as well yeah, that'd so, be great, we can, yeah. so we can get yeah, more, sure. more people and happy days know, yeah and, no no problem. Problem. all right gentlemen thank yeah. you very much thank Pleasure. you thank, thank you very much Bye and that's it for today's podcast uh thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed it uh, if you have any questions for Mike or Paul or to me, uh, please feel free to ask. You can hit us up on Twitter, uh, Tommy's Outdoors on Twitter. Uh, it's at Outdoors Podcast uh, contact page on the website Tommy'sOutdoors.com, and obviously you can go to iTunes and Stitcher and any other platform that you're aggregating your podcast. Uh, rate us five stars, of course and uh, leave the comments, leave the review. That's very helpful. So thanks again for listening, and until the next time. Bye. You just listened to an archived episode of the Tommy Saldors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.